everyone. Welcome to the Canaan STL podcast. My name is Kevin, and today I am joined by Pastor Brian Davidson, our uh, Canaan's campus pastor for the Melville campus. Brian, how's it going, man? Things are great. Great, man. Um, I wanted to to start off the podcast by giving you a compliment, because this past Sunday at Canaan, you preached on Daniel 8. And I got to tell you that I think that is an extremely hard passage of scripture to preach on. And I think you did incredibly well uh, for something that's so difficult. So kudos to you, man. Thank you. Uh, I praise God for that. Um, I must admit, when when I saw that I was preaching on this passage, I was like, wow, here we go. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> well, and it's not like any of the, the prophecies are easy. Um, it's not like any of those sections of scripture are easy to understand. Right. And then... And they're not easy to understand for us individually, like as we go through, you know, our own quiet times and our own Bible studies. Like I know I still struggle um, with any of the the prophecies in Scripture. And I mean, gosh, I'm a few years in the seminary. You graduated seminary and sure. it's, it's still difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think a lot of people get hung up on what does this mean? And I mean, you can go very deep down the rabbit hole of Google as to what a lot <laughs> of right. this stuff means. Well, I think that's, that's one of the neat things about this this prophecy. As, as you look at it and you see what God revealed to Daniel, Daniel was at the exact same place. Mm. He didn't understand. And and even after he got the interpretation, he struggled with, with what he heard. So then when we're engaging, engaging God's word, um, no wonder we're not going to get it sure. <laughs> and we're going to struggle. Yeah. But all of that came from God revealing things to Daniel, which is one of the neat things that comes out of, out of this prophecy. And, and we see it, you know, not to, you know, spoiler alert, but in, in the whole canon of scripture, we see all of these prophecies that are given um, in the old Testament that, that don't make a ton of sense um, not to, you know, Daniel or Isaiah or to the people receiving it. Right. But then also for all of the years that came after those prophecies before Jesus, um, they still didn't get it. And then, you know, heck, arguably they still didn't get it when Jesus was here. (laughs) Uh, But us on this side of, of the resurrection get to look at it and say, Oh, and have the realization of all of these things that were prophesied about Jesus that, he would fulfill. And it, it, it goes on yeah. to glorify God, right? Like I mean, right. this is, this is all something that we may not understand in the moment, but that God is going to shed light on later, much like the rest of our lives and everything we struggle yeah. with on, on this side of eternity. Yeah. And that, that's just God being faithful mm-hmm. and that, um, when we know Jesus as our Lord, we receive the Holy Spirit, right. and every believer has the Holy Spirit. And through Him, we gain understanding and and direction. And He's praying for us as we as we read the Word and and seek to know God and and who He is and and become like Christ. Right, which is just a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. So thinking about specifically Daniel eight um, for people who. Uh, potentially haven't heard your sermon, although it is posted on the podcast, so they can go listen go. to it. Uh, just scroll down a little bit, guys. It's <laughs> there. Um, but if they if they didn't get a chance to listen to your sermon, or if you know they just off the top of their heads don't know what the prophecy is in Daniel eight, can you can you run through that just at like a thirty thousand foot view? You sure. Know, just what what was the prophecy, and then what? What's some of the main takeaways from it? Yeah, so the the prophecy was given to Daniel. It, it says in the, the third year of King Belshazzar, and um, you know, in, in chapter five we see the writing on the wall, and right after that, 
Belshazzar, Belshazzar dies. Okay, so that was in chapter five. So it kind of, in chapter eight, it's something that happens well before what happens in chapter five. So God gives this vision to Daniel uh, to give him a a view of what is to come in the next actual 400 years for the people of Israel. And uh, he gives him a vision. It deals with a goat and a ram. Mm. Okay, so that and in different horns coming up on on the ram and in the goat and the ram is there there first and then um, is can't be touched. No one can 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 go against him. And then all of a sudden, this goat comes in that takes out the ram, and then it is very powerful and it goes through a season until a time where where it is destroyed. Which which says something because honestly at this point in the story my money's on the ram. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Like, just you would like think the description. this is what powerful goat that comes up and and so God gives the vision to Daniel um, in the first half of the chapter and then the second half he gives the interpretation mm-hmm. so he gives Daniel understanding of of what takes place and and what we see is that the um, the the ram dealt with the medio persian empire as as they come in and they will be very strong and then the um when the goat comes in we're dealing with um alexander the great and those who were ruling after him and what we see is that the vision really matches exactly what happened in history mm. which is amazing it may even to the point that there I brought this out in the sermon that there are many liberal theologians that say well this had to be written by somebody after daniel's time after all this took place took take took place because there is so much there that is matches history exactly as to what happened. And so and all of that then it points to that that this is the judgment that will take place uh on God's people because of their sin and the rebellion against him, but even that will have a time where it will end by God's hand. Mm. And and so that kind of kind of summed up the the whole chapter of what was taking place. Well, and I know, and I I said this to some of the staff earlier in the week. You you brought out something in the sermon that I thought was extremely um, entertaining, but also interesting. And it was that um, Daniel was like ill after receiving yeah. this, like after after seeing it, and you know, and that's that's a weird thing to think about because he didn't understand the full application of it yet. You know, like you said, this was for hundreds of years after him. So he wasn't, he wasn't going to completely get it, but seeing him go like to be physically ill after receiving it. Um, I made the joke to the staff, like, Hey man, I was feeling a little under the weather on Sunday and kind (laughs) of got got shook awake for a moment. Like, Lord, you trying to tell me something? Am I missing something here? Um, but honestly, like, looking at something like that, that is so hard for Daniel, because like we said, this is hundreds of years later that this would be fulfilled over that time after he received it. Right. And he doesn't know what any of this means. So what do you think? I mean, we, we want to dive into more of the application of this, but even into some of the, perhaps the broader strokes of, the Old Testament prophecies, what does this mean about the passages of Scripture we don't understand? Um, from something like a prophecy that's difficult to even, a, you know, some of our new church members who are, you know, what we would call quote-unquote young believers, people who are sure. opening the Bible for the first time, right. what do we do when Scripture doesn't make sense? Yeah. Well, let, let me start off with, with, uh, with Daniel being so ill 
I think every what he what he saw was overwhelming for him when he saw the suffering and the judgment that was going to come on his people. Yeah, he saw the um, the 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 death that was going to take place, and it's it it goes goes into that of of the the challenge that was going to come against God and against his people, and he saw the suffering that was going to come, and it made him physically ill. Even though it was generations, it's going to be generations ahead of him, and Scripture tells him that tells him that uh, the. In the vision, it tells him, this is not for you now, right. this is what is to come. And uh, it was overwhelming for him. So, so the, the Bible doesn't hold back when there's, when there's suffering and there's pain. Um, it, it, it lays it all out there, and, and Daniel struggled with that. And so when we struggle with pain and we struggle with hurt, that's okay. That's okay. And so when we come to to the visions and we come to other things, you know, we're we're reading scripture and we we don't understand, um that's okay. Mm. Um because the, the Bible tells us to to ask for wisdom. We don't have it it says if you don't have wisdom, ask for it. Um James talks about that to to go to God and and, and seek that. So in order for us to understand God's word, we need to be praying for the Holy Spirit to to give us understanding and to grasp what we're reading. Because if we go in pridefully thinking, oh, I can just read this and I got it. I, I went to seminary, so I'm, you know, I've got all this down. Not even close. Hmm. It's only through God giving us his understanding that we can grasp um, what God is telling us in his word, understand who God is and what he's doing back then and what he's doing right now. Yeah. And honestly, like, I know that I've dealt with this coming through seminary, that it's really easy at that point when you're when you're studying the Bible from a place of I'll I'll say academically, okay. um, it can be really, really hard um to not just allow the Bible to become a head knowledge thing. Sure. Um, you know, and I, I think everybody who's done seminary or maybe you know you you went to a school MBU or you know something like that you you struggle with that because at some yeah. point like the the bible becomes your homework and like scripture yeah. memory and like these easy these types to of fall things. into yeah yeah and i know that i i've dealt with that over the years and was always able to come back um currently i'm doing uh one of the devotionals uh Alistair Begg, um the one that a bunch of us got from T4G i can't remember yes. what it's called yeah um uh, but truth for life truth yeah. for life thank yeah. you that that's what i've started going through recently um doing those devotional times um, to take time away from whatever you're looking at scripture, if it's academically or, you know, if, if you're not understanding something mm -hmm. going through something, that's a devotional or something put together like that. Cause devotionals, when you buy those um, or when you get them offline, they're usually really small chunks of scripture, maybe a handful of verses mm -hmm. and then direct application after that. Like what right. do you do with this? Um, or at least what did that author do with it? Um, and I think that's a great place to start if you're struggling, but I know, I don't know about you, but I still find myself even on passages that I've read, you know, a few hundred thousand times, it feels like, you know, something, um, for me, the book of Galatians has always been really fascinating. So it's something I read a lot. Right. And, and I still find myself going back and going, what does that mean? Or what does that yeah. like, you know, and it's something I've read a ton. Yeah. Um, or there's something new that comes out that you didn't see before, even though you may have taught that passage and read it over and over. And then you go back and all of a sudden God's bringing something new out yeah. of that, that you didn't see. Absolutely. So really just the, the encouragement to uh, new and old believers is that you're going to get different things out of it and you may see different things, but 
don't, don't be afraid when you don't understand. Yeah. Like you said, pray for that wisdom, ask God for that. Um, but also I, I think it's perfectly safe to say also bounce it off of, um, people in your life. Um, you know, whether that's pastors or that's your friends or say, Hey, what does this, what does this mean? What do you see when you read this? And the careful thing is there is not to ask, what does this mean to you? Um, that that's the careful right. thing because as, yeah. as the good Southern Baptists that we are, we don't want to ask, what does this mean to you? Yeah. But what does this mean in the context of scripture? Entire scripture. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So coming back to, to Daniel eight, you, you laid out the prophecy. So what were some of the main takeaways for us now in, in 2022 from that prophecy to Daniel? Okay. Well, one of the big things was that our faith is strengthened by what we see in this vision. Mm. Um, there's, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the goat and the ram and, and the persecution that would take place and how powerful, the, powerful they were. Well, Antiochus was the last king that is mentioned. And um, what it says about him in the interpretation, he says that his time would end, but not by... Um, not by the hand of others, but by the hand of God, mm. and and it showed that that he was he he was a a king that was hated the Jewish people. He hated God. He focused, he he saw himself as a manifestation of Zeus. Mm. Um, so he literally went up against God and in God's people and persecuted them and 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 sought to wipe them out. But his time had an end, and that was set by God. And mm. actually, you you look in the in the Jewish text of. of Second Maccabees, you see a description of how he died, and it's pretty graphic. We talk about that in the sermon, yeah. and it just shows this is this is God, you know, working to to end the suffering that was to take place, and and that's given in, in the vision of what yeah. would come. So, so our faith is strengthened as we see God is in control. This looks like you know it's crazy and and messed up, and so much happening, but God is in control. We bring that to today. Um, you know, it, we look at at the news and and see what's happening around our world oh, and crazy. in our nation and politically yeah. and and it, it's crazy and God is in control. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's it's not out. You know, it's not like he's stepped back and like what has happened here. He is working. He is moving for his glory, and we can praise him it, for that. It's not Bruce Almighty. God didn't go on vacation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So no, absolutely right. God is in control and. I think, and we, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but that applies not just to Daniel. Um, there's a lot of application that comes from the old Testament prophecies that, that echo that I think that God is in control. Um, and you know, Nathan and I talked about it a few weeks ago, um, in one of the worship podcasts that we talked about that, um, you know, some of the, some of the lyrics in one of my favorite modern worship songs right now, I don't always understand. I don't always get to see, but God, I believe. And then that song faithful now goes through all of these major stories that we know in scripture. Um, and that's one of my favorite things to not only think about, but to rest in that Mm -hmm. we don't have to understand everything. Um, And actually it's pretty well guaranteed. We won't. Right. Um, so anytime that I know recently that which requires us to have faith. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And anytime, you know, in recent years where I have dealt with that, um, struggling over not understanding something, whether, you know, personal things going on in my life or, um, you know, in my, you know, my marriage or you had, 
had a son this past year. And there's a lot of new things that come with that, that I don't understand. Sure. Uh, but being able to, to say, God, I don't understand, but I know, I know that you do. And I know that you're going to get me through this. Um, and I have prayed through that over simple things like the first time I had to change a diaper, uh, <laughs> all the way to more complex things like struggling with something I was reading in scripture. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a great echo that comes through all of the old Testament prophecies that, Hey, we may not understand all this, but God is in control. Um, and that's important yeah. to think about as we start looking more towards some of the, the end time stuff that Daniel can get into, right. um, that we're not going to understand at all. <laughs> yeah. And and that's okay. You know, and then we, we seek to understand and, and God's going to reveal what he wants us to know in, in his time. And he's given us his word to study and to, to dig into, um, but that, that's okay. It's a process, and we grow to be more and more like Christ. Our understanding of His Word grows um, in knowledge as well as in relationship and growing in that. So Absolutely, man. It's a very good thing. Yeah, amen. Well, any any final thoughts about Daniel 8 specifically as we try and wrap up here? Anything that you, you really want to want to drive home as somebody who spent a lot of time in this yeah. text preparing I, it? I would say... Um, and this is how I kind of ended things with with the message, and they will hear this if they they get online, listen to the message. Is that um, as Daniel struggled and 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 hurt and was going through things, when you know, as we've been going through this entire chapter of Daniel, it's what we've been doing for the past eight weeks, and yep. we're going to finish out the chapter or, or the finish out the book. Um, Daniel, we. we we often think about the big things, Daniel, you know, in the lion's den and didn't get eaten or the fiery furnace and they didn't get burned up and Daniel with Daniel's friends and, and all these things, but things were hard for them. Mm. Um, they, they were in exile. They, they spent all of their life in exile. They, they were, their, their home and, and everything they had was gone. They saw a lot of suffering when they were taken over by the Babylonians and put into exile. So there was a lot of death. And, and we, we forget that, mm-hmm. that they, they mm-hmm. suffered, they hurt, they struggled. But throughout the chapter, the, the book of Daniel, we see Daniel and his friends staying faithful. Mm-hmm. And in that, God is using them. And more important than that, God was faithful. And so when we go through hard times, and we do, and we struggle with death and loss, and we don't understand things, it's okay. Because God is faithful, and He's going to walk us through that. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's going to be hard. There's going to be grieving. There's going to be struggling. But God is faithful, and He holds us in that. And so so we praise Him for that. Absolutely. Amen. well, Brian, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for not just expanding on it today, but on on a great sermon on Sunday. I do encourage all of you guys, if you haven't listened to it, to go ahead and uh, yeah, you can you can scroll back on whatever uh, app you're using to listen to the podcast, or it is of course available in the Canaan STL app as well. Um, so, Brian, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. And of course, we always want to hear from you guys. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at canaanstl.org. And other than that, we will see you next time. See you guys. Thank you.